hello, hello. It's been a long time. This this uh, type of show has been a long time coming. I've debated um, as to whether or not I would uh, put some of the content on here that I'm about to put on here. Now, we have talked about uh, certain issues that we've seen happening around the world. Um, there's been a lot of things that have been in, of interest to me um, just because of the fact that um, they fall in line with a lot of things that are going on when we look at the Bible, when we look at what God's doing on the earth. Um, essentially, what we see is uh, people being awakened, um, people are realizing that there are things happening around us that don't seem quite right. They don't add up. Um, and so, um, you know, we want to dig a little deeper into these things because um, I believe they're of importance. I believe that when we uh, understand the world we live in a little bit better, uh, then we can um, begin to help others uh, see what's going on um, and make informed decisions. I'm um, playing around with uh, some new software, as you can tell. So bear with me. If you guys are listening on the podcast, I want to thank you for jumping on here. I know I've been posting maybe every week or so, every week and a half. Or, so I'm probably going to do a little bit more um, as time uh, allows. I'm uh, finishing up seminary right now, so that's kind of taking up most of my time. However, I still... Uh, see the people are listening to old podcasts, things that I've uploaded. Um, I think I'm up to maybe 9,000 or 10,000 listens, which is amazing. I didn't think that anybody would listen. Um, honestly, just thought that it'd be a good place to um, upload information, thoughts, ideas, um, for some other ideas that I have, some books, um, you know, whatever, just things that I'm interested in. But it seems that there's people from random places in Africa, um, Middle East, Asia, Australia. I think um, most of my listeners are in Australia and the UK and the US. So hello to my Aussie friends. Um, I'm guessing you guys are interested in what's going on. Um, with uh, with the word of faith, with the word of God, and our times. So we'll jump in on it. Um, the reason I wanted to do these types of posts um, was because I believe that we're supposed to be understanding what's going on in our world, but then also um, applying it um, to our daily lives, um, applying it to how we see uh, what's happening, so that essentially we're not just eating the royal food, so to speak, eating what we're given and taking it and digesting it and um, using it as a quote-unquote gospel, but to look a little deeper. Um, as we know, there are things that are going on um, in the spiritual realms, things that go on around us that we know not of, but it's just like Elijah 
when he says to his servant, he says, hey, look, there's stuff all around us. You know, there's, in, in fact, in that instance, you know, the, his servant's like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? We're surrounded, you know. And he's like, look, uh, God opened his eyes. And as soon as he opens his eyes, he sees that there are angels on uh, horseback, um, and, you know, chariots of fire type stuff, you know. So when I thought about this, I said, okay, how am I going to talk about this stuff? What's the point, you know, because most of the time when you go on YouTube and you talk about some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about, there's not a lot of believers out there. Most of the people are talking about things that have to do with governments and um, political regimes and things that are happening all around the world. Um, they don't have a biblical basis. They don't see, um, there's no hope, first off, you know. So, you know, right off the bat, you know, we understand that uh, Jesus says, you know, there'll be rumors of wars, there'll be um, things happening, political regimes, all that stuff, but um, basically to have no fear. You know, uh, many times he says to his disciples, the kingdom of God is here, the kingdom of God is near, the kingdom is near, all that stuff. And if we can understand that correctly, then that means that um, what's happening in the kingdom of God supersedes what's happening on this earth. Because many times his disciples, uh, some of his followers, they're wondering when Jesus was going to basically just take over. You know, when he was going to say, hey, enough is enough. I've seen where this leads. I've been here before. And uh, we're done with this. We're done with this show. I'm taking over, right? Now he did, in a way, took the keys of death, right? And uh, even while I was down there, he preached to a bunch of people that had fallen during the Antiluvian period, um, during Noah's day. It must have been a good sermon, right? And um, he triumphed, right? However, while we're on this earth, we're in this period of um, manifesting the kingdom, doing his work, discipling, uh, building up churches, building up people, revitalizing communities, um, restoring people into kingdom purposes. And so all along though, um, we're moving the needle, so to speak, along the timeline, where Jesus, he says many times, he says a bunch of times in the scriptures, he says, you know, I'll be with you until the end of the age. Now he could have been talking about that very age, right, because when he came, he entered, uh, that was the entrance of the Pisces age, right, and now 2,000 years later, we're um, right around into um, what's called the Aquarius age, and even further than that, you know, if you want to take it a little further, we're coming into the great year, which comes almost every 28,000 years in the cycle of humanity, and we're almost 2,000 years um, or 2,100 and some odd years um, from when Jesus uh, was resurrected on the cross. So when we look up into the cosmos, which I have behind me slightly, then you understand that every 2,000 or so years, we enter into new ages. And this Aquarius age that we're in, um, it uh, brings with it the entrance of a renaissance in thought, 
um, almost a recollection of where we were before in the garden, um, where there's uh, minds are opened, we see ourselves a little bit clearly, more clearly, and people have an awakening, right? And so that's why, you know, a lot of people are talking about revival, restoration, reformation, those types of words. We throw them around and I think we expect certain things to happen. Um, but if we honestly look at our times, uh, look at what's going on, then um, we need to understand that revivals always look a little different um, than the ones before. I believe that we are coming into a really great revival, but it's going to look different and it's going to feel different. Meaning, um, you know, even now with uh, the recent overturning of some abortion laws, federal abortion laws, they turn it over back to the states here in the U.S. Um, for some people, we, you know, they see it as a victory, um, which it, it was uh, a victory. However, it doesn't um, mean that now the kingdom is at hand, or, or rather, um, there's been a mighty shaking, and you know, people are, you know, heads are gonna roll now. Or, um, you know, I don't know what people think, but I think too many times we misalign what happens in politics with. Um, you know, God's ultimate purposes. And I believe, you know, obviously he doesn't want kids to be getting killed. I believe there's a lot there spiritually with um, the killing of babies. Uh, you look in the Bible, there's the, the little G gods of Molech, um, sacrifice of babies, uh, sacrificing of, of innocence, sacrificing of, um, of, uh, of anybody, really, really. That has been something that, that's enemies uh, 101 right there, bringing trauma and spilling blood. And there's an energy there um, that when you are devoted to little G gods and little devils and little demonic forces, um, you manifest things in the spiritual realm. And, you know, uh, I believe that evil entities and people operating uh, in, in consort with. Uh, evil entities that have been gaining uh, some sort of energy or power. Um, that's a different show altogether. Um, but for us, you know, for me, I wanted us to start thinking about ourselves in line of, um, you know, being Daniel's and Moses's and uh, Deborah's and, um, you know, people that the Lord used mightily um, who even in their day, they might not have been seen as, as people who were going to bring about great change. And for us as kingdom revivalists, or people that see that there's a need for awakening, and we want to share information, we want to grow in our own walk, and we want to be able to help liberate people, when we operate in this stance, um, some of us might not see ourselves as um, those great archetypes of uh, movements of, um, of change, right? Even Martin Luther King Jr., he was just a regular pastor. You know, he was, he didn't see himself in any political office. His church had no more than 150 people, but God anointed him 
to do a mighty great work. Um, and he changed, uh, he was a part of changing the course of history. And that came from a prophetic imagination that the Lord gave him. And so for you, um, some of you guys might just be uh, clerks, accountants, uh, teachers, nurses, doctors, uh, trash truck drivers, or you're retired and you don't honestly know what, what the Lord has given you or wants you to do, but you know that there's, you have an inkling that a change is needed, right? You might be the next XYZ and you might not even know it, you know? And so this is the time, I believe, where you're being uh, armored up, you're being equipped, right? Ephesians 4, 7 through 16, you know, it's like in one spirit, you know, all the prophets and the pastors, the evangelists, the teachers, they're being equipped and then they're being equipped to equip, you know, and so you're being equipped, hopefully, um, you know, this could be, you know, this could be some sort of equipping for you, or you'd feel energized and called to start seeing the world around you a little different. And so if you look at um, Daniel, we read in Daniel 1, 3 through 4, and it says, Then the king instructed Asphanaz, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, but ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. Okay. Now, that's an interesting little part there if you know about the Chaldeans you know who they were they were priests they were uh, magicians they were operating in Babylonian uh, witchcraft um, uh, astrology what have you and if you remember Abraham came from the line of the Chaldeans and so um, because he knew astronomy so well, God said, okay, I'm gonna reach him where he's at. I'm gonna tell him something that he would understand. And he says, look, um, I'm gonna give you offspring, I'm gonna give you, you're gonna be the father of many nations. Look up at the stars, you see all those stars? You're gonna father, be a father to uh, those that would number the stars, right? And so Daniel though, Daniel arrives in Babylon, and this is basically a very good way that most uh, kingdoms and empires operated. They would teach their um, the people that they uh, enslaved or took over, they would teach them their ways, right? They would separate them out, first off. They would take their best and brightest minds, especially the young ones, indoctrinate them, give them the royal food, give them all the literature, the, you know, the best teaching of the day, whatever and bring them up in the Babylonian culture so that they would be acclimated, assimilated. And in that way, they would some, some of them would f uh, forget their past culture, um, and some of them would, you know, basically just fall in line with the ways of the kingdom so that they wouldn't bat an eye to anything else. They wouldn't, you know, for instance, say, this is against our culture, this is against our ways. So, obviously, Daniel... Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego 
uh, many times you see in the Bible, they did their own thing, they went against what the king was doing, da 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 da. And, you know, a couple times um, they're put to the test. One of the tests is, you know, Daniel, he eats, um, you know, his own food, he eats the leeks, and basically that's the Daniel fast, right? He does the Daniel fast, uh, quote unquote Daniel fast, and then he comes out looking better. Right? Feeling better, stronger, all that good stuff, right? And then later on, he's praying, he gets kind of set up a little bit, he continues to do his thing, because he's like, I'm honored to honor the Lord, and I keep praying, gets thrown into a lion's pit, and you know, obviously that's one of those theophanies, Jesus shows up, he's in the fire with him, and um, the rest is history, right? He's alive, it's miraculous, and then the king, obviously, is like, oh my gosh, who are these people? Pull them out. What's going on? So that's Daniel, right? Um, he he obviously uh, didn't compromise. That was, I guess, that was the big point. Is he didn't compromise who he was. And the other point that I wanted to make was that Daniel is in a land of excessiveness, uh, or is that was that a word? He was in a land where. Um, Everything was just uh, to the top. It was to the highest degree, right? There was witchcraft. There was prostitution. There were killing of babies. There were bribes going on in the political spheres. There were little countries being taken over. The you know, Babylonians are pillaging, whatever, uh, taking over, right? They were creating very vast. Um, empire at the time and you know hence that's why they when they went through you know they overtook the Israelites um, obviously it was foretold um, you know I think one of the other prophets said it was going to happen um, so um, hey um, God saw it happening um, and I guess maybe that was sort of the the fruit of Israel's uh I guess their own kind of willingness to uh, give in to some of the wickedness of the lamb. That's another story, though, for another day. The other thing that I thought was interesting um, was Moses, and we'll tie these in together. But Moses, um, it says here in the script in Exodus, um, even Acts seven, I think there might be some sort of reference to it. I think it says at that time Moses was born. And he was beautiful in God's sight. He was brought up for three months in his father's house. When he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. And this is the part of Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. He was mighty in his words and deeds. It's a small part there. But with both of these, both of these men, what we understand is that they were being taught um, to the highest, with the best education in the land. They were given, especially with uh, Moses and the Egyptians, he was being taught the art of war, he was being taught mathematics, he was being taught the Egyptian history, he was being taught all of Egypt's culture, he was being taught, um, he probably understood what they did with divination, he probably understood to some degree what those pyramids really were, that they weren't tombs, they were portals, they were stargates, they were on ley lines, um, which are 
uh, high electromagnetic activity spots um, where there's a lot of cosmic energy going on there. Um, all, this, all the sites around the world, all the ancient ruins around the world are on ley lines. And, um, and in fact, if you look on a map, I might pull it up later, but if you look on a map, D.C. and New York and some other important uh, sites are on ley lines. Um, yeah, we'll check that out in a little bit. But the point is, um, Moses understood what was going on in the world. And that's, that's, that's the most important part, I think, for us to think about, um, to, for you to think about yourself, really, is wherever you're at, <clears throat> whatever country or whatever school you've gone to, you have enough information within you um, that's, that you, you have more information within your mind than any other generation. You have more words, you have more syntax. You probably know three words in 10 other languages, right? Um, if you think about it, right? Because some of your language is, you know, pulls from other languages. Some of our songs, some of our entertainment, right? Domo arigato. I don't even know what that means, right? But I know it, right? Konnichiwa, right? Sayonara. Hola, como estas? Esta bien, right? So. Um, everybody knows at least three words from three other languages, right? And that's important. What that means is that, uh, first off, the speed of light, the speed of information is going, is flying around the globe faster than it ever has. We're connected with more culture, more people than we ever have before. And we're up to date on everything that's going around, going on around the world, right? So for instance, in Japan, or I think it was China rather, there was some sort of debacle going on with the banks. And the banks since April have been holding millions of dollars and basically it's in, it's hostage. It's been taken hostage and people are on the streets, they're boycotting and they just, you know, they, they had the police and they had the FBI or whatever they call them, they got the security guards basically clashing with these people and it's not like America okay in China when you go and protest things happen I mean, they don't let you peacefully protest over there so you can you can turn on any news station go to BBC go to CNN and you'll, you'll check it out they're definitely cracking down on these protests and what the bank said was that they were updating their software and they had to do some some turnover da -da -da -da, for data all this and that it's now July, and people have been without their money since April, all right? So their savings accounts, their banking accounts, their routing numbers, all of it, they can't touch it. They can't get their money yet. So something's going on, right? But that's not the point of this. What I'm saying, though, is you could get that information on your phone. You can carry it with you in your pocket. You can get updates up to the minute or up to the day up to the 24th hour of what's happening. But you gotta ask yourself, what do you do with this information? You know, we know so much of this, but you know, we've been learning people like Moses and Daniel and Deborah's. We know all this stuff, what do we do with it, right? A couple quick practical things is, I think we have to start praying, right? Asking God to open our eyes to what's going on. 
showing us um, the behind the scenes, showing us the spiritual implications, and then we talk about it. When people start talking about these political things, we can't operate in these conversations the same way we used to. For instance, in America right now, a lot of the big talk is uh, January 6th, insurrection, Trump this, Trump that. Um, we've got these committee meetings. We've got elections coming up again for, I think, the House or something like that within a year or so. In 2024, we've got another presidential election. We've got um, the current president's got a very low rating. He's, I don't know. I don't want to say too much about it on this channel, but uh, dude just dude fell off a bike, okay, so to speak, literally and figuratively, okay. He's fallen off of a bike, and uh, you know it's seemingly an easy thing to do. Uh, how can you screw it up when you've got cue cards for everything you're supposed to say and do? But he somehow does. But um, I could care less. Right? It doesn't matter if Trump won, if he was going to win again, or if, or if uh, the dude that's in there now won. It doesn't matter. Again, the point of the matter is that there are things going on behind the scenes. And from what we know now, we know enough to know that uh, the people that run, you know, the countries, the corporations, they are not here for you. They're not here for your kids, they're not here for your tuition, they're not here for your retirement plans. You know, if you fall in line, that's cool, okay? But I believe we're coming to times where it's going to be hard to fall in line. I mean, they're going to ask you to start doing some things that are going to call into question who you, know, you serve. You know, the Lord says, okay, whom do you serve, you know? Um, you know, will you... With you know, uh, abstain from praying in church. You know, will you abstain from worshiping in church? Will you uh, say to yourself, you know what? Um, you know, the government says we can only go to church once a month, so we're just going to do it that way and just stay safe, right? You know, we're not in those times now, okay? But we had a lockdown not too long ago, all right? And I believe that that was a run through when the COVID, the whole COVID thing happened. Okay, that's just my own kind of interpretation of things. I don't believe that was an accident. I do believe that there was uh, some sort of deliberate operation to it all. And I don't think that that's the last time we're going to see something like that. It might come up a little differently. Already in the news, we're kind of seeing things like the monkey pox, this and that. So who knows, right? The point is, though, I believe that uh, if you go back far enough into history, you'll see that this has been done before, that um, if you go far enough, far, far enough, then you'll understand that biblically there's some basis to these power structures. We won't go into it and in, uh, get into it in this show, but we'll, we'll go far enough as to say, if you look at your history book, if you go online and you just Google King John of England, do a quick Google search, King John of England and then U.S. Presidents, you'll find out that 42 of 43 U.S. Presidents 
link back to King John of England. That's it. That's weird, right? They share the same DNA. Bizarre, right? So <laughs> we have uh, a two to three party system. We have Republicans, Democrats, and then we have people that run on their own tickets. And typically those those guys never win. Not even Ross Perot got, you know, he you know, he was the closest and he got like ten percent or something like that, right? So nobody ever wins if you're in the other side of the camp. But if you understand uh, correctly uh, the status of our countries and the power structures and all that stuff, you might be, you know, not surprised. Okay, maybe you're nuanced enough to kind of get this idea. But there are power structures that are more connected than you think they are. So if you um, do a quick search, right, you check out, you type it in, you do uh, the Bilderberg, Bilderberg Group, right? I'll pop it on the screen for a second. Boom, Bilderberg Group. And if you um, just do a quick search, then you'll see that there are lists of uh, Bilderberg participants, right? And these Bilderberg participants, um, they span back to 1954, and they come from all sorts of arenas. Um, they come from finance, they come from, um, let's see, politics. You guys probably can't see that, but I'll probably blow that up in a little bit. But they come from uh, many different arenas, uh, schools of thought, um, but one thing they have in common is they are um, forerunners in their uh, respective fields. So it's almost every year, approximately 130 political leaders and experts from industry, finance, labor, academia, and the media are invited to take part in the meeting. About two-thirds of the participants come from Europe and the rest from North America. One-third from politics and government and the rest from other fields. They say here on their own website, the meeting is a forum for informal discussions about major issues, right? The meetings are held under the Chatham House rule, which states that participants are free to use the information received, but neither the identity nor the affiliation of the speakers nor any of their participants may be revealed, right? So thanks to the private nature of the meeting, the participants take part as individuals rather than in any official capacity, right? So let's just say, for instance, you are, um, your name, your first name is Hilly. And uh, you happen to have some sort of affiliation with the U.S. government, right? You don't have to have um, any sort of um, agenda, right? You don't have to be pushing for anything. You don't have to be changing anything. You don't have to have any policies. You don't have to be sent on behalf of any U.S. Um, entity, right? Just because you've been a part of the circle before, because you might have been in a really high uh, position of power, then you can just kind of show up, hang out, right? And learn and receive information, right? So that's all good and dandy. Um, I have no problem with people meeting behind closed doors in secret, right? 
but the problem is, um, is that there is no way to tell what they're really talking about and what they're doing, right? Because if you notice on their own website, it says they're media involved, right? So, hey, some people out there, I'm, I'm not a person to kind of speculate, but some people say that they talk about what we're going to do in the next couple of years. What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about that? You know, what are we going to do about global warming? What are we going to do about the war? This election? Da-da-da-da, right? So what if, perchance, it just came up that they wanted to talk about COVID, right? What are we going to do if, say, a big outbreak of a disease comes out, right? Who's to say? Who's to know, right? But the point is, this is not the first time, right? The Bilderberg Group, that's just a very sort of modern thing, 1954, right? Um, and I mentioned the 42 or 43 presidents. The one that, you know, this was very recent. I was watching some movie. I can't remember what it was, but um, I think it was The Kingsman, if I'm not mistaken. But they kind of did like a, a satirical kind of look at the First World War. But it's definitely true. Okay, if you look it up, the, the First World War was fought between three first cousins. Not even second cousins, three first cousins, right? You had King George, right, the fifth of Britain. You had Kaiser Wilhelm, the second of Germany, and Tsar Nicholas of Russia, okay? Cousins, first cousins, in control of most of the world. Right? What does that mean? Right? That means that you have a high, high, high chance that even now, with what I just mentioned, 42 of the 43 U.S. presidents linked back to King John of England, even if none of these world leaders are related, right, they have enough of a kinship to meet every year, every other year, whatever it might be, at this Bilderberg group, right? Food for thought. We'll dive into more of that later at some other time, in another podcast, another video, um, vlog, whatever you want to call it. Point is this, right? We won't have enough time. I have these show notes. I have other things that I want to talk about. But the point is this. Look, brothers and sisters, um, we have to open our eyes, open our minds, and open our hearts, okay, to to more of what God has for us, meaning there is no fear in the kingdom of God. We, we have the Lord with us. We have Yahweh. We're here to change the times. We're here to understand the seasons. We're here to change the times. We're here to liberate people from these oppressive times in thought, in art, in music, in our families, right? We're not to live under the fear, the tyranny of fear. We're not to wonder, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to our finances, all this stuff, da 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 Look, whatever is going on in the news, sometimes we have to turn it off because a lot of it is not there for us to actually understand anything. It's either there to entertain us or it's there to create a fear state so that people that are actually in behind closed doors are going to draw off of that or draw from that or put into that narrative things that we don't need to be hearing things that are just swaying us to kind of think with 
and throughout the matrix, right? We gotta break out the matrix, right? It's not as black and white as we think it is. It's not a red versus blue. It's not, it's not the Democrats versus Republicans. There is no verse. It's one, okay, from the beginning, okay, from the beginning, even from the fall, the enemy, the watchers, the, the fallen watchers, there are good watchers, the fallen watchers, the, the, the entities, the people, the cosmic, the celestial beings, whoever it might be, whoever operates in conjunction with these evil um, conspiracies, they are, without a shadow of doubt, one. I think that too long we've been kind of watching these things happen and not understanding that we have more power, more authority to change what we're seeing, right? The Lord is, is with us. Who can be against us? It's my prayer in the next couple of days that we can start uncovering some of these things, right? A part of a revival is an awakening. Right? The Bible says, arise and shine, right? Well, we have to awaken first so that we can rise and shine, right? So this next couple of days, these next couple of weeks coming up, um, I'd implore you to start thinking about everything you see differently, right? I, I mean, we, you already do, right? You have Jesus in your heart. You're really tight with Yahweh. You know what I'm saying? You want to live a life that's countercultural. However, I believe that it's a time now where we have to start uh, disseminating information, which um, takes down these these false towers, right? Especially um, on this one tower of politics and government, because I believe politics and government and business and entertainment right now are creating um, the lead for the harassment of the saints and and the people that don't know God you know they're being a lot of people are being controlled by uh, misinformation and things that are not true based on the agenda of the Antichrist or the enemy uh, who shall remain nameless um, it's my heart that you um, were encouraged by this. Um, you know, again, we should have no fear. Yeah, there are people that operate in clan with clandestine um, motives. There are people that operate in the dark. But we're in the light, right? We're going to expose these things. We're going to talk about these things. We're going to pray about them. And we're going to ask God that he intervene. Intervene in the courthouses school systems, um, the healthcare system, the governments around the world, and every country, right? Because we're seeing that they're very united, right? If you look at that list, you look it up in the Bilderberg Group, it's from all over the world. Every country is uh, represented, right? Money is being exchanged all over the world by people who are um, holding more power than they really should, right? So I'm hoping that my stream didn't pop out. I think it was still good, still live. So um, I think this is a good point to pop off because I think that we're gonna 
dive more. I think next week or the next time we we meet together, we're going to talk about um, some U.S. related things. We're going to talk about Operation Paperclip, MK Ultra, a little bit more about the Bilderberg Group, the Clintons, and uh, Bush's ties to 9/11, and um, we're going to try to tie that in with just understanding. Um, you know, what that means for us as a people of Yahweh, um, how we can um, at least start using um, our minds to pull out, to untether from um, these structures that um, people call truth, right? And we can start doing that. And we can start building up a strong case for what we're seeing. We can start telling people like, look, Let's not make our faith a political thing. We have no stake in this. This is already fixed from the beginning. We're not going to put any time and energy. We're not, our churches are not going to be political s structures. We're not just for one or the other candidate. We're not taking back the House. We're not taking back the presidency. You know, we're not none of that stuff. It makes no sense whatsoever. If you understand who Trump really is, then you'll, you'll kind of say, okay, I think I uh, jumped a gun on that one. Right, we'll talk about that in another show as well. So anyways, um, this is just a primer. This is something a little different. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, like, subscribe, pass it on. Um, if you can, wherever you're looking at or listening to this, go ahead and shoot me a comment. You know, let me know if there's anything that you want to get into that you think is more interesting. Um, so, hey, in the meantime, peace, and, uh, and God bless. Thank you so much.